We are duck hunting fanatics. Knee deep in the duck blind. If it flies, it dies. Only duck hunting fanatics know what it feels like to see a brightly colored Drake Mallard cup its wings and soar towards your decoys. It's what we do and it's what we love. Duck hunting fanatics with boots on the ground, eyes in the skies reports. And we get it from professional duck guides all across the country. We interview them for their top tips and tricks from their years of experience from the duck hunting blind. This is Duck Hunting Fanatics, and this is Eric Wilkes. Greetings, friends and fellow duck hunting fanatics. Eric Wilkes here with another episode of Knee Deep in the Duck Blind. And today we have uh, Amos Medford with us today. He is a uh, digital self-proclaimed digital creator. Uh, you can see his Instagram profile out here, and uh, he grew up hunting. And I know just kind of getting into duck hunting, we're going to talk about that here in just a second, but uh, Amos, thanks for being on the show with us, man. We appreciate you being here. Yeah, man. I appreciate the uh, invite on the show, Eric, and uh, I'm a fellow podcaster. So uh, if I can help you get a get an episode out, I'll be glad to. Um, I guess I did click that I'm a digital creator, but that might be a little bit, uh, <laughs> you know, stretching it a little bit. <laughs> Nah, man, you know, digital creator is, is perfect because, you know, as podcasters, we kind of are, and, and you've got lots of good photos and posts I see on your, on your Instagram. So, you know, I think it's, uh, I think it's good. I love the brand that you're, um, you're creating with, you know, want to be hunting and, uh, I love what you're kind of starting. You got a chance to you briefly listen to some of your podcasts and yeah, I'm definitely happy to be on a show. Uh, well, you know, give us a little bit of background. Tell us a little bit about yourself and, and um, uh, you know, then we're going to get into talking about some of your hunting experiences because I know you just recently shot your, uh, your first duck. So I definitely want to touch on that too and hear about your experience, your first experience uh, out, out duck hunting. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. And uh, I am from Northeast Florida and uh, still live uh, in the general area where I was, where I was born. And um, Growing up, loved being outside, loved sports, uh, did a little bit of fishing in high school, and uh, my dad definitely uh, got us out, you know, shooting some guns, had BB guns from however young I was, you know, uh, five or six or something like that. But, uh, you know, my dad actually wasn't a hunter, and uh, none of my uncles really hunted, neither of my grandfathers hunted, so um, I don't know how I got interested in it, but I definitely got interested in it pretty early on. Uh, I was probably watching like, you know, Daniel Boone cartoons and the, you know, old baby. <laughs> yep. And, uh, you know, I was just like, I want to do that, you know, and uh, fast forward a bunch of years. Uh, one of my real close friends growing up, his dad hunted and they started getting into it, um, you know, when they were teenagers and stuff. And um, fast forward, even even beyond that, getting out of college and married and everything else. And uh, that same friend, his dad, they have a hunting lease. They've had them up in Georgia and South Carolina and North Carolina. And uh, they got one close to home within an hour of here. And they gave me permission to come on their lease. And that was kind of my real gateway to do, to do hunting. Um, this area of Florida just isn't super abundant with walk-on public land. Um, so having a spot to go really you know, catapulted me into being able to get out there and hunt. And, uh, 
you know, as far as my hunting uh, career, if you want to call it that, <laughs> about five years ago, shot my first uh, doe. Uh, that was my first first harvest overall. And uh, uh, the following spring, I killed a really nice Osceola gobbler and uh, during spring turkey season. And uh, then this past fall, I killed my first buck. And uh, so that was that was pretty cool. There's a pretty decent story on that. I'll save that for later if we get to it. And uh, then since I, you know, had met my real big goal of killing a, a buck, a legal buck, um, you know, the rest of that kind of late winter season, I was trying to get a duck and uh, and finally finally got a duck in between there I started the wannabe hunting podcast just as a way to learn uh, more about how to hunt uh, you know I listened to a bunch of hunting podcasts and it gave me the opportunity to ask the questions that I wanted to ask and the way I wanted to ask them so that was kind of the motivation there and uh, really just kind of create a, a family-friendly uh, podcast but one that still kind of got into all kinds of hunting whether you're going out west whether you're duck hunting uh, deer hunting, doing stuff here in Florida and the deep South or whatever. So that's kind of, kind of the idea behind my podcast and how we got where we are today. That's awesome, man. You know, you've had, it sounds like just a number of firsts this, this last few years, which is great. Um, especially for the, the, the guys that are listening that are maybe new to hunting and they're just kind of getting into it. It seems like we get a lot of beginning hunters. What would you say, in that experience, I mean, what was the hardest part, especially coming from a family of non-hunters? Like, what was the hardest part about getting into the sport and, and actually kind of getting your feet on the ground and, you know, get re really, really moving things forward so that you could actually get out and physically go hunt? Yeah, that's, that's a great question because I kind of held off for a long time because I was a little bit intimidated and I think that the information now that's out there is so much better than even five years ago. Um, I found multiple websites, at least a handful of podcasts that are really geared toward beginners. Um, and you can, you know, you can do hunting classes now. I mean, it's crazy. Um, either that stuff wasn't there a few years back or I wasn't finding it. But the thing that intimidated me the most is I was, two things. One was the cost of gear. Um, you know, for some people that's a big deal for some people it's not, but, um, just kind of being intimidated by that, but there's ways you can get around that, you know, uh, pawn shops, Craigslist, uh, you know, Facebook marketplace, whatever, you know, um, I bought a bow a few years back and I've actually upgraded since, but the first bow I bought was like 40 bucks on, uh, Craigslist you know, some guy dry fired it, broke the string and I got it, got a new string on it and, you know, got a super cheap bow. So, you know, there's ways you can work around that. But, uh, the other thing is the information. I initially found information that was, it was just a, over my head. Um, as far as I was hearing stuff like, you know, find buck bedding and set up there. And I was like, I don't know, I'm trying to find like a trail or something, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think those are the things that probably intimidate people the most. Once I got a chance to go and, I, you know, kind of learned more about what I needed to expect, my biggest uh, fear, you might say, was like, okay, if I'm out here deer hunting and I get one, then what am I going to do? 
you know, I was out there with no four wheeler. Um, I don't even think I had a drag rope, um, <laughs> you know, or anything like that. I was like, I'm not sure what I'm going to do here. Um, you know, since then we've come a long way and thankfully the, the deer that I've been able to harvest, I've had help, help dragging, help cleaning. Um, well, actually one, I drag myself, but anyway, um, so that's been a blessing, but beyond that, um, as a duck hunting podcast, I will tell you right now that a duck or a turkey is way less intimidating from that aspect. If you're just getting into hunting, um, you don't need to be a butcher to uh, figure out what to do with a duck or figure out what to do with a turkey. So those two might be really good options if you're somebody who's never hunted before and you're starting from square one. Yeah, and that's awesome, man. Thanks for sharing that because I hear more and more stories like yours where people are, you know, they didn't come from a, a background in hunting and, or, or a family that hunts. They didn't necessarily grow up in it. And so it, it, it's awesome, number one, that uh, we have the opportunity as Americans to, to enjoy that freedom. Uh, and it's awesome, number two, that you personally took it upon yourself to just sort of figure it out and get out there. I think with the, the evolution of the outdoor space, really even over the last two years, to your point, um, the resources are, are it's, the landscape is changing. So the resources are becoming more and more available, uh, especially with like YouTube. They're fairly... I don't want to say they're gun friendly and hunting friendly, but they, they are fairly friendly and, and more reasonable. And they are letting um, some of the hunting shows and stuff that are out there come on and they do offer a lot of tips and they don't mind it uh, as long as you've got the proper disclosures. So uh, I think the information is definitely out there for someone that's maybe interested in it. Um, I would encourage anyone just go try it. Cause man, I'll tell you, you know, every, every hunter that I've ever met, like the first time you, you get that first kill and you do all of the hard work to get it. And there's a certain amount of accomplishment that comes with that. And you're hooked. I mean, you're hooked because you know where that food came from. You're, you're getting it and you're doing it yourself. So, uh, you know, those of you that are maybe thinking about it, just, just, just go do it. And, uh, we've got, uh, uh, we've got Amos is, uh, Instagram page up here, uh, go out and check it or just Google, just Google wannabe hunting podcast and you'll find them. You'll, you can go out and download them or go out and connect with him on Instagram and just ask him any questions, uh, as a beginner. Now I do want to hear this. I do want to circle back. I do want to hear this buck story. Um, you know, tell yeah. me about this, this first buck, and then I'm actually going to share, I'm going to share my first buck story. Um, as well, because I think it's exciting. And I think it's, it's, it's important for people to um, just kind of grasp that, that especially for people that are new, that are just getting into hunting. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I've been on a few years, you know, it'd been a few years since I had killed a deer, you know, so I was early season during the archery season, you know, I was out there with my bow, uh, very nervous, you know, um, had a doe almost walk up behind me under my stand and, um, you know, then got my wind or something and took off. And, you know, so I was, I was just after whatever was legal in a sense, but, um, come the black powder season, um, I had my friend's dad that I was, I mentioned earlier that gave me, uh, uh, permission on their lease. Um, very few people know this. And I don't think many people, um, that, that are in, uh, our families, I guess will listen to this, but not many people know this, but 
he bought me a black powder rifle uh, last year and uh, just to give me an opportunity to get some more days in the woods, you know, for, for that uh, muzzleloader season. And so I was out there with that gun and I was actually at my wife's grandparents' property. Um, I was not at the hunting lease. I was at their property, which is only about six acres. And uh, we've got some trail cameras out. Got some, we have some great bucks that come through there. Um, but, uh, you know, small, small property. And I talked to another guy at church, and he has killed a buck four of the last five years, um, I think, on the muzzleloader opener, uh, which is usually around October 25th uh, in uh, Zone C of Florida. And uh, he said, for the last five years, at daylight, he's grunted, and a buck has come in, and uh, he shot him. So I was out there. A few, a few days after that, it was actually uh, October 30th, and um, so I just tried it. It was starting to get light, so I gave three or four grunts, and uh, sure enough, heard the buck out in front of me in the woods. I was kind of sitting right on the edge of the woods, and, uh, and um, so sure enough, heard him, gave it a couple minutes, gave uh, one or two more grunts, and uh, then I saw him cutting through a trail where it was kind of the undergrowth wasn't quite as thick. I could see him. And uh, he walked out right in front of me. I think it was about 12 yards and uh, shot him. And of course, with a muzzle loader, you know, there's a cloud of smoke and I'm like looking around and he darted back into the woods and uh, popped out just on the other side of the neighbor's fence and uh, fell over in their field. So I had to, had to kind of wait and negotiate the uh, going and getting him, but everything, everything went smoothly, but, uh, it was, uh, it was quite an experience. You know, it was, I was by myself. Um, I actually dragged him back under the fence and, uh, lifted him into the truck bed by myself. <laughs> so that was, that That's was interesting. Work. Um, you know, obviously it's not a Wisconsin deer, but, uh, you know, I don't know what he weighed, but, um, I'm pretty sure there was some adrenaline involved. When I yeah, exactly. yeah, I was just going to say uh, the adrenaline's still kind of rolling. Literally it helps give a little bit of a boost. <laughs> no question. So, um, you know, that was, that was awesome. You know, uh, just, just amazing, you know, and it was, I can't even, I was like running across the field and I was trying to wait. Cause I wasn't sure if my wife's grandparents were awake yet. I didn't want to bang on the door or whatever, but I was so excited, you know, calling people, texting people, you know, the whole deal. So it was awesome. It was awesome. And uh, that's awesome, man. We're, okay, we're still- congrats, man. Thanks for sharing that story. You know, hopefully that gives a little bit of encouragement that you can do it, even if you didn't grow up in it, grow up in it, you can learn and um it's always exciting when you get that first buck down and and you know my 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 experience is 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 uh similar i was sitting on the corner of a of a property in a little finger um on a friend that um he he, their their family farms and so they don't get a lot of time during the beginning of the season to hunt uh, while there's still crops, you know, growing. So they have to harvest their crops. So I, I asked for permission to go hunt and I sat in this little corner on a, on a finger, uh, hoping something would cross the field. And I got, re- I got pretty lucky. Uh, the neighbor 
actually came out to hunt and as the neighbor was walking through the woods bumped the buck out and the buck ran right down the, the field edge right along the finger right to the corner of where i was sitting and it was still a pretty long shot because the wind wasn't in my favor and you know it was one of my first times really deer hunting and uh didn't really understand the whole you got to play the wind thing yet but you do i learned real quick because that deer stopped short at about 50 50 yards and I have a shotgun, which, uh, and it's a slug, it was, a, it was an old, uh, slug barrel shotgun. Nowadays, everything's got a scope on it. I was right. still just playing sights, shooting smoothbore slugs. And it took me three shots to hit him. And then I, I hit him and he stood there and looked at me. So I shot him, I hit him again. And he ran about 45, 50 yards, right where the neighbor had just walked through and killed over. And so, uh, similar experience in terms of like going over the fence line. And then I'm like, oh man, now I got to wait because he just walked in to hunt and now I got to sit there. I can see my deer lay in there, you know, 30 yards over the fence line. And, and I'm like, oh man, I can't, I can't do this. I can't, uh, uh, you know, so that, yeah, same thing. It gets a little bit frustrating because you're like, oh, you want to do is go retrieve your deer. I just remember like the excitement and the adrenaline and everything kind of rolling and, Fortunately, it all worked out. Once the neighbor saw the deer, he could actually see the deer that he saw it kill over from his stand. And he waited a little while. And then eventually he uh, ended up walking up to the fence line and just waving me over and saying, hey, go get your deer. And we had a good conversation and kind of chatted. And, uh, same thing. It was very smooth, but uh, really a cool experience. It, it wasn't anything, you know, fancy. It was a, just a little, you know, four point rack buck, but it was legal. And uh, I was nope. super excited and, and, you know, of course I had the same thing, call my dad and my family and let everybody know like, Hey man, I got one. Like, this is awesome. So I was hooked from that moment on. And oh yeah, uh, I think I was 15 or 16 years old at the time when, um, that, had, when that all went down and, um, I've been doing it ever since, man. So, you know, fortunate, I, I'm, I'm a little bit different in the fact that I kind of grew up hunting, you know, squirrel hunting and, uh, all the different um, uh, hunting that I could do growing up as a kid. My dad, I tell everybody, you know, my dad, when I was old enough to walk and talk, had me in the woods and had me doing something, whether I was being bait for him to shoot squirrels over my head or <laughs> what have you. But uh, I think the the experience that we share is the same, right? It's, it's, it's part of why we're there. So uh, for anybody that's maybe thinking about it, just, just go do it, like, just get into it. And if I can help you, or, uh, if Amos can help you, feel free to reach out to either one of us. We're happy to, to guide you and point you in the right direction. Yeah, I definitely echo the, just, just do it, you know, just try it. Um, that's definitely the, the route to take, not to say don't, don't do research, you know, but, um, I would encourage anybody to do it. Um, it's it's such an amazing experience in so many different ways. Um, I don't remember if we were recording or not, but we're talking about uh, family a little bit. And I mean, I got my second uh, turkey this past spring, and I grilled grilled the uh, one of the breasts, and like just seeing my kids like gobble down that turkey, yeah, that buddy, pulled and cleaned and cooked like everything i mean there's nothing like that like until you experience that you you just don't know <laughs> yeah exactly and i think that's the key so 
Um, it, it, it really is. It's, it's, we get great joy and great pleasure out of it. And I get great joy and great pleasure out of introducing my kids to it. And, you know, um, my kids all are going to love to hunt my son. He's six now and he loves going out with me. I mean, we, we sat in the Turkey blind. He sat in the deer blind with me. Um, it's a little tougher to bow hunt with a kid, but <laughs> definitely during the, the rifle season and the gun seasons, uh, you can slip into the blind with them and, and kind of minimize their movements. But, uh, you know, there's, there's that experience just taking out. And even if you don't harvest an animal, it's still awesome just to see their reactions and, you know, see how much they enjoy it too. So. Yeah, I've got a few years to go, but I'm, I'm looking forward to all that for sure. It's going to be a blast, man. You just wait, you <laughs> just wait. So, well, Hey, I want to thank you again for, for joining us today, Amos. Definitely. You know, I'd love to have you as we get closer to, to deer season. I mean, I, I hate to say this, it sounds crazy, man. We're already talking about deer season of 2022, but it's like right around the corner. So it's getting, getting to be exciting. Would love oh, yeah. to, uh, you know, just just have you on another episode. We'll talk a little bit more strategy and what to look for, and so on and so forth. And we'll we'll, we'll kind of gear this little segment for deer hunting towards maybe some of the beginners that are just getting into it. I'd, I'd like to do that, and I'll, I'll definitely hop on your podcast as well. Um, I grew sure. up doing this and been doing it for over twenty years, deer hunting and all sorts of hunting. So um, love to, to to connect with you on the Wanna Be Hunting podcast. For those of you that are listening, again, just Google Wanna Be Hunting podcast, or he's on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Wanna Be Hunting podcast, and go connect with Amos. Fire questions at him. Um, you know, again, he's he's uh, got some great experiences, and he's really still just kind of getting into it um, over the last four or five years. So it's still for all the all the trials and tribulations and struggles that he had to go through that he kind of touched on today. Uh, maybe some of you are experiencing that as well. So reach out to him and, and he'll be happy to guide you and point you in the right direction. And if nothing else, connect with you and give you some words of encouragement, because sometimes I think we need that, especially if you you know don't come from a, a hunting background or don't you know come from a hunting family. Um, I know I know it can be very difficult, but you heard you heard uh, uh, at least a glimpse um, into uh, Amos's life and what he's gone through. And so if you're, you can relate, go connect with him uh, and just ask him some questions. He'll be happy to oblige. Yeah. I appreciate you having me on Eric and I would love to have you on and uh, definitely get into some stuff on, on the old wannabe hunting podcast and uh, totally agree, man. Um, it can be done. If you're thinking about getting into hunting, um, you know, do some research, ask people questions like Eric and uh, you can even shoot me a question. Um, it's hard for me to think of myself as having an experience that I could point somebody in the right direction. But yeah, to somebody who's literally at, at uh, square one, I guess I have I have done more than that. So maybe I could uh, help a little bit. I'd be happy to if I can. Awesome, man. Well, thanks again for being here. And I want to thank our listeners, too, for tuning in and listening to another episode of Knee Deep in the Duck Blind. Not a, not as much duck hunting talk today, a little bit of deer hunting talk, but I know most of you guys that are out there, uh, you hunt multiple species. Most of us that are hunters, we, you know, again, uh, according to Amos, right, want to be hunting, you know, or rather be hunting. Um, that's where we are. So uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in and listening, and we'll look forward to having you guys on another episode of Knee Deep in Duck Blind. Until then, everybody have a great day. We are duck hunting fanatics. Knee deep in the duck blind. If it flies, it dies. <laughs>